Welcome in to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton here on this Friday edition as it's the final day of the week. Looking forward to a great show and excited to get started here as we are winding down this week. Bowl season is winding up. <laughs> yeah. Getting ready to go. So be good, good, great weekend of football ahead, by the way. NFL and college football tomorrow and NFL on Sunday. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's please. Be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm telling you, this is the – they say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> and even though bowl games are not as meaningful as they once were – at certain levels, they still are at, I think, the group of five level for the most part. They're still, I mean, obviously there are some of the some of the better players. In fact, I think I, I read somewhere that Conference USA, 20 members of the All-CUSA team were in the transfer portal. So Thanks. clearly the best players of these G5 teams are, are in the portal and not playing in bowl games, but mm -hmm. it's still fun. I don't care. It's college football. I don't care what the names are, who the names are. It's going to be exciting. We're going to get to watch it. We're going to get to pick it here in just a few minutes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm pumped up. I can tell. So, how are things? Uh, things are things. You know, like you said, Friday, it's the weekend. I'll probably watch a little ball. Officiate a little ball. ball. Yep. So, Where are you going to be? Uh be well i don't want to tell anybody oh. because i don't want nobody running up on me no no i'll be at brentwood middle saturday afternoon i'll be at academy so got a lot of 16 to 18 year olds that need some help man at least we get three people oh y'all got a three-man crew yeah, we get three. oh, well y'all for 16 to 18s you probably need it yeah, yeah. the only Technicals I've called in, I guess, three years of officiating now. We're in those, we're, we're in those 16, 18s. Yeah. Those kids get crazy. They get silly. I did have to call an intentional foul the other day, though, mm -hmm. um, in a late game situation where somebody had to foul. Well, I mean, there's having to foul, and there's just two-handed shoving somebody in their back as they're going away from you. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. And, and then them looking at you like, what? Dude, if he had fell face first, you'd have knocked his teeth out. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Yes, that's intentional. Uh, you got, got to play for the ball. Got to play for the ball. Or at least look like it. Make an attempt to pretend. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, it can get rough in those 16, 18. I mean, we, but... we all know it's intentional, but, you know, kind of act like... Yeah. It's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. I've got a good show. Eric Henry's going to join us a little bit later. Really looking forward to that conversation. Uh, he, was, he was actually on uh, WJOX this morning with Three Man Front. So he's he's been making the rounds here in the Southeastern Conference footprint today. Well, I bet he has. And, you know, we talked about what we're going to talk about with him earlier this year yeah before the season mm -hmm. we were talking about the quarterback situation at, at texas and how they was. really needed quinn ewers to come out 
which was what I said then. And, and apparently is. he's not. So and it appears like everybody else somebody, is. Somebody's coming <laughs> At least one. Yeah. So we'll talk with Eric about uh, Texas. We'll talk with Terry McCormick, uh, obviously with the Titans. We're going to pick bowl games in the next segment, next two segments. So going to get that out of the way. And then the second half of the show will uh, be really exciting because we're going to talk about more legislation issues in college football, both on the basketball side and the football side. Hmm. Because now Georgia's legislation is getting into the game. But anyway, we'll get to all of that and much, much more. Right now, though, we need to get you yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. Girls basketball last night, Clarksville 49, Clarksville Northwest 40. It was Loretto 64-26 winners over Cornersville. Cullioca falls to Moore County 72-31. It was Donaldson Christian, a 66-26 winner over Elite Academy. Hampshire falls to Lewis County 65-51. Coverage on MainStreetMurray.com. Creekwood 58, Harpeth 36. Dixon County 49-31 winners over Kirkwood. It was Muscle Shoals of Alabama, 55-41 against Lawrence County. Mount Pleasant falls to Giles County, 53-34. Lady Bobcats' first win of the season. Murfreesboro Central, a 45-32 winner over Community. And Springfield Downs at Kenwood, 60-39. Boys action on Thursday night. Clarksville defeated Clarksville Northwest, 60-55. Loretto with a 75-46 win over Cornersville. Cullioca, Edgemoor County, 62-61. Big win for the Blue Warriors. Warrior Devils, something. Lead Academy, 59. Donaldson, Donaldson Christian, 52. Lewis County, double up Hampshire, 66-33. It was Creekwood, 60. Harpeth, 52. Dixon County, 66. Kirkwood, 62. Lawrence County with a 53-50 win over Muscle Shoals. Liberty Creek defeated Maplewood, 46-39. It was Giles County, 52. Mount Pleasant, 51. Murfreesboro Central with a 60-54 win over Community. In women's college basketball yesterday, Austin P defeated Fisk, 72-64. And last night, Chattanooga defeated Lipscomb, 72-62. High school basketball. Today, these are double headers at 4.30 is Lipscomb at Baylor. That's 4.30 Central, 5.30 Eastern. I did make the correction there this time. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> double headers starting at 6 tonight. Antioch hosting Providence Christian. Rossby's at Bowling Green, Kentucky. Sycamore's at Cheatham County. Always, this should be a good one there. Columbia Central hosts Blackman. Fayetteville is here in Columbia at Columbia Academy. Davidson Academy hosting Nashville Christian. Eagle was at home against Forest. Pickett County will be at East Robertson and Donaldson Christians at Ease of Harding. Franklin Road Academy hosts Zion Christian and Glencliff is at home against Knowledge Academies. Clarksville Academy is at Good Pasture. Greenbrier goes to Harpeth. Montgomery Central is at Hollow Rock Brewston. And Hume Fogg is at Hunters Lane. John Overton welcomes Lawson and Lawrence County is at home against Lincoln County. Watertown goes to Lead Academy. McGavick at home against Valor Collegiate. Mount, Mount Juliet Hosting Lebanon, Nolensville at home against Laverne, and Cookville is at Oakland. Also at 6 o'clock in doubleheader action, Creekwood goes to Page. 
Summertown travels to Perry County. Portland hosts Westmoreland. Fairview is at Ravenwood. STEM Academy goes to Republic. Richland is taking on visiting Wayne County. Marshall County is at Riverdale. Centennial goes to Shelbyville. Beaches at Smith County. Smyrna hosts Cane Ridge. Cornersville travels to Spring Hill. Gallatin is at Station Camp. Stewart's Creek hosts Hendersonville. Summit hosts Siegel. Joe Burns is at West Creek. White House Heritage is at White House. Green Hill is at Wilson Central. And Jackson Christian plays Middle Tennessee Christian on Saturday. Two o'clock start for this double dip as Ezel Harding goes down I-24, taking on Silverdale Academy of Chattanooga at 2.30. Antioch is at Grace Christian of Franklin. At 6, Zion Christian is at Battleground Academy. Hmm. I think that might be tonight. I've got Zion Christian at FRA, or not FRA, but Franklin yeah, at FRA. No, that's that's not right. Okay. They they had two games scheduled for today. Franklin Road got canceled. BGA is on. <laughs> they had two games scheduled for today. Of course they did. Tomorrow at six, Middle Tennessee Christian is at Franklin Road Academy. Gotcha. All right. All right. Girls only tonight. Cleveland is at Martin Luther King at seven. Tennessee live event. I don't know where these games are. Rockville. I, th- I think Rock. It doesn't say. It doesn't say at Rockville. I believe they are this, at Rockville. But it Rockvale. could be at Rockville. But it, it, oh, you sent me that. Um, yes, you sure it, did. Yes, a, a a a tweet that we were you not turned off. Yes, you did send it. Okay, so at Rockville, Lake Region, Florida, at one o'clock. So underway now. Mm-hmm. At six tonight, CPA and Girls Preparatory <coughs> School, and at eight thirty, Pearl Cone and Web School. Uh, tomorrow, same place, uh, Raven Gap. And I'm not saying that word because I nope. Uh, Raven Gap and Rockville at 10 a.m. Coffee County and Brentwood at noon. <laughs> Lake Region and Blackman at four, and Seagull Pearl Cone at seven. Mm. Boys only. NBA is at Gaffney Athletic Prep Academy. I assume that's in Gaffney, South Carolina. I would assume so. Home of the great big giant Peach Water Tower. Uh, Pope Prep is at York Institute at 6 tonight. Location unknown, Memphis Homeschool and Brentwood Academy at 6. That may also be in the live, the TN live event, but I don't know whether they're playing that boys' side. Uh, As Memphis Homeschool plays Independence tomorrow at noon, Uh, NBA is at Macaulay at 1.30, and at 2 o'clock it's Brentwood Academy and Ridgeway. Somewhere. Somewhere. Men's basketball tipping off. About 15 minutes ago, Cumberland is at Southeastern. Tomorrow at noon, Cumberland plays Florida College. At 2 o'clock, Blue Mountain is at UT Southern. Also at 2 o'clock, you can That's see. Blue Mountain Christian, not Blue Mountain State, which is a difference. Yes. <laughs> One actually exists. One exists. The yes. other is. <laughs> yes. 2 o'clock, you can see it on ESPN. Plus, Austin P goes to EA Diddle Arena, taking on the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Go Govs. <laughs> Lipscomb is at Arkansas at 5 o'clock on ESPN. Plus, at 6.30 on ESPN. Plus, goodness, Vanderbilt going out to Lubbock, taking on the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Guns up. NC State and Tennessee play at nine on the Deuce in San Antonio. That's interesting. It's that Spalding tournament thing. I don't know. Okay. And 
Monday, before we get on the air, Bethel is at Cumberland. That's an 11 o'clock tip. Should be interesting. Women's basketball, 5.30 tonight on ESPN+. Plus. It's Eastern Kentucky at Tennessee State. Saturday at 2 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Brian featuring Riley Ham of Columbia Central travels to Austin P. At 4 o'clock, Saginaw Valley State, I assume that's out of Michigan. I think so. Plays at Trevecca. On Sunday, 1 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Belmont is at Kennesaw State, also at 1, also on ESPN+. Plus. Lipscomb is at Memorial Gym, taking on the Commodore women. And at 2 on ESPN+, Plus, the Lady Jacks of Stephen F. Austin are at the Glass House, taking on the Lady Raiders. On the ice this weekend, 6.30 tonight on ESPN+. Plus. The Predators are at Carolina. And tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on the NHL Network, it's, what, Hockey Night in America? Is that, mm-hmm. not a, is that a thing? Um, Washington comes to Bridgestone, taking on the Preds. Tonight in the association, Houston is at the FedEx Forum, taking on the Grizzlies. That's a 7 o'clock tip on Valley Sports Southeast. And at noon Sunday on CBS, the Tennessee Oilers. Hosting the Houston Texans. I could have put Oilers. Should have put Oilers. You should have put Oilers. That's okay. I knew. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. That is your rundown. Top stories brought to you by Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. Great deli, lunches, fresh hand-cut meats, fantastic produce, and it's all cost plus 10 at the register. Just go by. Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill here in Columbia for all of your grocery needs. Top story today, Mo. The transfer portal continues. <laughs> Auburn quarterback. Portal gone portal, huh? Yeah. Auburn quarterback Robbie Ashford is now in the portal. Okay, so you didn't have to be in the portal by the fourth then. What what was that? Apparently the portal <clears throat> opened on the fourth for recruitment. Hmm. So it didn't matter when you went in, apparently. Now that has changed because last year it was there was a deadline to be in it, and you had to be in it to get recruited. Now apparently it's just open until signing day. So whatever. Um, and I guess that makes sense because you know if let's say Auburn gets a commitment from a transfer portal quarterback and you know, the number two or three guys like, well, crap, I'm going to get in the portal now. Makes sense. So I'm glad that they've, again, they're they're adjusting this thing as we go. And it seems to be, you know, the the little things here and there are getting kind of worked out, Mm -hmm. which I guess is good. Sure. To some degree. It it is good. (laughs) I mean, there's needed to be some working out. There still needs to be some working out, but at least it's, Moving in that direction. There you go. So, Robbie Ashford goes in. Another quarterback from the SEC is out. Alongside his outside linebacker brother. Linebacker slash defensive end slash edge edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah. You call him edge. 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 And that is the Wade Twins, formerly of Kentucky, now Colorado. 
Coach Prime, baby. Coach Prime is doing his thing in Tennessee and Well, and here's the, here's the thing. He's got some Tennessee ties on that coaching staff, right. as we have discussed. Corey Phillips, who um, left LSU to go out there, and I think he's recruiting director, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think he would have been at Vanderbilt he when was. Destin and Keaton were at Summit. Where he most likely recruited them. I would think. And also, um, former Pearl Cone standout, former Vanderbilt linebacker, um, Darius Darden Box is also on the staff out there. Yeah, they, we, so, we've been talking about their Tennessee ties since, since prime got high. Right. So they are quite familiar with the weights. Right. And someone, someone said this, and, and we, we did some – we know that, that <clears throat> Destin has three years of eligibility. Keaton has two. Destin – is, you know, obviously going to be in a quarterback room with Shadur Sanders. I don't think that we're going to see Destin Wade play over Shadur Sanders, okay? I don't know that he's going to play over him, but look at Shadur Sanders this past season. Look at Colorado's offensive line this past season. There could very well be opportunity to play, not necessarily over him, but play. When they took their visit to Colorado, there was some question about the the thought process. And I said, Destin's skill set is very similar to Shador Sanders. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the kind of offense that – Deion Sanders is planning to run. I think Destin Wade has a very good opportunity to be a part of it going forward. Mm-hmm. If not next year. For two years after. For two years after. I'm just saying. So, clearly a good move on the part of, of Keaton. I mean, he's going to play immediately. He's going to play wherever he was going. Uh, he's going to play immediately. He's going to be, you know, on the field. And, you know, that's that's one thing that, you know, Steve Wade said. Was, gotta get on the field. He's got to get on the field, wherever it is. And I feel like he's got a better than good opportunity to do so at Colorado. And now in the Big 12 could be a seriously uh, disruptive part of that Colorado defense. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be good for them. I really do. Um, also, other transfer portal news. Portal news. Um, Vanderbilt receiver London Humphreys, who was an all-SEC freshman, mm-hmm. um, will be playing his sophomore season, apparently, at Georgia. That's not surprising. That was kind of the thought process immediately after he entered the portal, I think. The number one receiver in the portal? Mm-hmm. That's wild. I was a little shocked 
to see some of the names we've seen. But uh, have you seen San Diego State, by the way? I can tell you that I have not really so kept up with the portal. This kind of blew – so, uh, and the only reason I saw this is because someone had them all listed. Mm-hmm. But they now have three quarterbacks. San Diego State does? Yeah. That's Danny O'Neill, who is, and I think he may be a uh, he may be a recruit, not a not, not, a, not a transfer. A transfer, but mm-hmm. Danny O'Neill was recruited a, a three star prospect. They got AJ Duffy from Florida State. And there was somebody else. They have they have three quarterbacks coming in, and I'm just like, and, and you know, it's the it's the the guy from Colorado. Uh, what's his what's his name? The coach. Sean Lewis. Yes, uh, I mean he's going to have his pick of really good quarterbacks mm-hmm. going into next year. So I'm I'll, I'll be interested, man. It's it's there are some teams, especially out west who could make some real noise with the Pac-2 situation. Yeah. San Diego State has, has been a team in the past that has that has made noise at that level. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Sean Lewis has an opportunity to do that. He's going to have great quarterbacks. Watch out is all I'm saying. I've just always felt like San Diego State is kind of a – Underrated situation. I shouldn't have any problem recruiting. Should have no problem recruiting. And now again, with here's here's the 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 part that that nobody realizes: USC and UCLA playing in the Big Ten, and Washington, Oregon to that to as as well. Mm -hmm. The number of teams in those conferences. You're going to have a lot of teams who have traditionally been top 25 teams with six and six records. And these Mountain West teams are going to be, you know, nine and three, 10 and two, mm-hmm. maybe 11 and one playing for that number, playing for that G5 spot in the, the playoffs. To me, it just seems like playing in the the pack two mountain west alliance out there mm-hmm. might be a better fit for some of these high three star mid four star guys do you want to go play b6 and six and have to play in chicago every other year no no you don't not when you can play in san or, diego or some combination of chicago or madison, madison. or Happy Valley or yeah, no. I mean, I can't, how, how how happy is Happy Valley in November and December? Is it is it great to go to the big house and play in the horseshoe and play those big time games on, on big time networks? Sure. But you can be successful, you can win games, and you can maybe go to the playoffs. And you there. can go to the league. And you and you can go to the league because they'll find you. So I'm just saying might think about that Mm -hmm. let's take a quick break when we come back we've got college football pick them so 
Stick around. We'll be right back in just a moment after these messages on Main Street Sports Today. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Justin, is that, I don't know if it, is that, that Crackle? audio, is that, um, it sounds like Weed and Boys. <laughs> in that video? Yeah. Yep. Kind of. I got it from, Do you? Uh, from Soundstripe, so. It, it, but it sounds like that. Does it sound like that to you? It does. Yes, it does. Now that you say it, it does. I, I didn't really <laughs> notice it, honestly, until now. <laughs> I was like, we the boys. <laughs> that's, that's all I could think of when I heard it. So, you know. <laughs> can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, we can. Uh, you're a little low, but I, mean, I, turned, I turned you up. So Turn me gotta, up. I got yeah, to make sure to turn it back down before we go back to the break because it gets real loud. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All right, let's see here. We've got plenty of bowl games to get to. There are a bunch. I don't even know how many, but I do know that we've got them. 
and we're going to make our picks here against the spread. So again, you have three steps. Watch us, pick against us, <laughs> profit. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. How this works. Yeah. Make money. Secure the bag. You can secure the bag by taking our picks and going the opposite the other direction. Way. All right. Do you have any updates on the I do not because okay, that was that was Blue Cross Bowl weekend. Yeah, I, it's fine. I just wanted yeah. to make sure that before we went into it. Mm -hmm. uh, so well, I think we've got 10 games to pick before before Friday of next week. So let's get into it. We'll start with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. It's the Ohio Bobcats of the MAC against the Clay Helton-led Georgia Southern Eagles. The spread is one and a half points in favor of the nine and three Bobcats over the six and six Golden uh, Eagles. Ohio is a one and a half point favorite. Ohio is a one and a half point favorite in Myrtle Beach. Versus Georgia State. I'll go Ohio on this one. Bobcats, right? Bobcats? Georgia Southern. Yes, they are the Bobcats. Yes. I'll rock with them. Georgia Southern is on a four-game losing streak. Ooh, that's... They were 6-2 and two going into Texas State, where they lost at Texas State, at Marshall, at home to Old Dominion, and then at App State. Those are Three of those four are not bad losses. Old Dominion at home is a bad loss. Meanwhile, Ohio on a three-game win streak at Buffalo, at home against Central Michigan, and at Akron. All of those were midweek games. So I was inclined before you told me that Georgia Southern is on a three-game losing streak to take Georgia Southern, and I think I'm still inclined to do so, just because I think they're better than Ohio. Here's the thing. Georgia Southern is a much better offensive team than Ohio is. I don't know how good Ohio's defense is considering their opponents. But they don't play very they don't they don't score a lot of points. Mm -hmm. Georgia Southern does, even in losses. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go with Georgia Southern as well. All right. Next. Next is the cricket celebration bowl. The national championship of HBCUs. Mm -hmm. The Natty. On Saturday at 11 a.m. on ABC. It's the 6-5 and five Bison of Howard. Mm -hmm. And maybe the most impressive coaching job of the season. 11-1 for the Florida A&M Rattlers. Willie Simmons. Willie Simmons is doing a heck of a job. Kind of surprised. He... Um wasn't more highly considered for some of these I think, openings. I, I, I'm telling you that he was. I'm, I'm going to tell you that there, he was absolutely a candidate for some schools. He was not a candidate for Willie Simmons. He likes what he's doing at Florida A&M. And ain't nothing wrong with that. And they're happy to have him, and he's happy to be there. So, there you go. What's the number? The number is 
three and a half. Four. Florida A&M. Florida A&M about three and a half. I'm going to go Rattlers just because that's the coolest name ever. It is a good one. It is indeed. It is indeed. Led by Jeremy Musa at quarterback are the Rattlers. 2,600 yards on the year, 19 touchdowns, just seven interceptions. Conversely, Howard has Quentin Williams, who has 2,158 through the air, 16 touchdowns, just four interceptions. Get this, rushing leaders, 602 yards, eight touchdowns for Howard's rushing leader, Jarrett Hunter. For Terrell Jennings of FAMU, 606 yards and eight touchdowns. Goodness. So, so pretty well identical. And, and pretty pretty much an indication that they are pass first. Both teams yeah. are pass first. So you got so it. I'm going to go with Florida A&M. But it's just, you know, the last two years, the underdog has won the game outright. Yeah, two years ago with South Carolina State over Jackson State. Right. Yeah. Jackson lost last year, too, to somebody. I don't remember who that was. May have been Howard. Might have been Howard. Um, I believe I am going with the orange and green as well. Did they not used to have pink in their uniform colors? Not that I remember. At some point. Who not does? There's some there there is a there's an HBCU that that has pink. Does does Tuskegee do something with pink? No, they're like they're yellow. They're maroon. They're and, yellow and yeah, maroon. Yeah. I, I could have sworn. There's nobody that immediately springs to mind. For whatever reason I thought it was four day and in. Anyway. The RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State, their first bowl game as FBS members. They did play in the Paper Bowl once in Pensacola, Florida okay. in the 50s or 60s or something, but those don't count. Mm -hmm. This is the first major bowl game for Jacksonville State. They are underdogs, one and a half points. To the Raging Cajuns. Zion Webb and Zion Chris are the quarterbacks. I'm sorry, how much did you say? Uh, one and a half. One and a half. One and a half. Jacksonville State's record? Eight and four are the Gamecocks, six and six, the Raging Cajuns. I'm but sure. if you listen to Sunbelt Conference fans, they'll tell you that is because the Sun Belt is just a meat grinder and they just beat up on each other every week. <laughs> and that Conference USA is the worst conference in the country, which is not true. No, no, it is not. So, do I need to ask you who you're taking? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Chris on this one as well. Jack State. The line, by the way, has moved. Three entire points in favor of the Gamecocks, who are now two and a half point favorites. I would just like to point that out. Oh, so they've gone from being underdogs to being favorites. Yeah. Let Let me have Jack State as well. I mean, I think I was going to take them anyway. 
primarily because I didn't want to have to fight you. But no, I mean, um, do what, Jacket Justin? How common is that? But that rarely happens. Like go from underdog that it flips like yeah. that. Yeah, it's can't not, imagine. Not usual. Crazy. So, oh, this may be my favorite bowl game, commercial wise. Avocados from Mexico, the Cure Bowl, baby. Avocados from Mexico, Cure Bowl in Orlando. I mean, why is it not in Mexico City? <laughs> or at least somewhere that makes a little more sense. But mm -hmm. hey, it is what it is. Appalachian State and Miami of Ohio, the eight and five Mountaineers who were losers of the Sunbelt Championship game to Troy. Mm -hmm. And Miami of Ohio, the eleven and two Mac are they were they the Mac champions? They might be the Mac champions. Would that make them the Mac Daddies? Ooh, I like it. <laughs> um yes, they are. They beat Toledo in the Mac Championship. So there you go. If, if someone did not use that headline, then I don't know what they're doing with their <laughs> what's the line? Um, yeah. The line is four and a half points in favor of the Nears. Oh, yeah. Let me get Miami. Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio led by quarterback Brett Gabbert. Any, Any relation? relation? My yep. assumption is yes. <laughs> Blaine's there somewhere. Let's Let's just go and see where... Yep, out of Baldwin, Baldwin, Missouri, is Blaine Gabbert, Brett from St. Louis. Sounds about like the same to me. Sounds so if not brothers, at least cousins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. That's up to you. That's I'm going to take the Mountaineers, though. I just think Appalachian State's a little bit better football team. I think they cover the four and a half. I'm taking Miami. So... All right, four down, one to go before we take a break, and it is the runners-up of Conference USA, New Mexico State, taking on the pride of the whack, the Fresno State Bulldogs. This one is the Isleta mm -hmm. New Mexico Bowl. So New Mexico State kind of getting a little home cooking mm -hmm. in this bowl game. Two and a half points in favor of the Aggies. I like New Mexico in this one. Let's do that one. Yeah. Hometown. Wasn't Fresno one of the last G5s to lose? They were at one point. Uh, they were at one point undefeated until uh, losing to Wyoming, and then they won three more before losing three straight. At San Jose State, at home against New Mexico, and at San Diego State in Brady Hoke's finale. Jeff Tedford is at Fresno? No. No? Nope. Uh, he was. But he, uh, two weeks ago, stepped away due to health reasons. Oh. Oh. And so there's that. Okay, so he was earlier this year. He, he okay. was. Uh, okay. But he has stepped away due to health reasons, and who has been installed atop the Bulldogs? Let's see here. Tim Skipper. Win one for the Gipper or the Skipper. Win one for the Skipper. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. 
I was going to take Fresno. I was too. But I think I'm going I'm to take, yes, exactly. I think I'm going to um, roll with Jerry Kill and the eggs. Is that you as well? That's me as well. I'm, I'm in MSU. In M State. All right. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, five more games on this pick em. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. I am going to get us in trouble singing We Them Boys like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man, welcome back in. Main Street Sports Today continues college football pick em. We've still got Terry McCormick on the way. Eric Henry's talking Texas. We're going to get into some uh, the weeds of college football and legislators and, 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 and legal letters and 
the NCAA being the NCAA, all that coming your way a little bit later as well. But for now, the fun part as we continue picking these bowl games on Saturday at 6.30, you can catch Boise State and the Bruins of Ukla. That's how it's written. That is how it's written. It's capital U, little small C, little C, L, A. Which I mean, is, why would it sound it out? Right? <laughs> Kitchen. <laughs> K-I-T-C-H-E-N. <laughs> As I have been instructed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this, this this is kind of sad for UCLA. I hate it when, like, New Mexico State is playing a bowl game in New Mexico. UCLA is playing a bowl game in Englewood. I don't know if we get to it here, but Memphis is playing in the Liberty Bowl. I mean, it's kind of like you know, how, how do you enjoy the bowl experience doing it in, in your town? Your town. So it's unfortunate. It, it is unfortunate. And it shouldn't. As many bowls as there are, it shouldn't have to happen. What you know, is, make a trade. What is Starco? Uh, Starco Brands. Starco Brands is a 21st century consumer goods company. That's not vague at all. Consumer goods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we do business. <laughs> 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 that's it. Like that's literally like I don't even. This is so con confusing. Uh, the, the, I guess they. So they are just a a. They're basically like MGP in the bourbon world. They are a hired gun. They'll make whatever you need made. They make three thousand products. Explore our brands. Or whip shots. Whatever that is. Boozy just meant bougie. <laughs> Vodka whipped cream. Let's see. Okay. One so, known up here. Which, which is like a popcorn flavoring. Yeah. yeah. You spray it on your popcorn. The Art of Sport, the number one skincare brand for athletes. That's a uh, Kobe Bryant thing. Let's see. Skyler, Dream and Clean. They are they are all over the board, man. They're Again, into a little bit of everything. Whatever you need made, they'll make we it. We can make it. Uh, <laughs> we will make it. Huh. So, yeah, that's that is interesting to say the least. So, Starco Brands, L.A. Bowl, Boise. So State. you're going to see a lot of commercials for Soylent yeah. and stuff like that for things you've never bowl. heard of. Yeah, during this bowl game, yeah, no doubt. Uh, UCLA is a Two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. I'm going to go Boise State. Let's do it. Ooh. You going Boise? JK? Yes, sir. You know what? I am inclined to go Boise as well because I think you're going to hear the word or the phrase didn't want to be there in this one at some point. Probably likely. Uh, obviously, the the big names for UCLA Latu is out. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be able without Kamari Ramsey and and cornerback John Humphrey as they both entered the transfer portal. They have a new defensive. Person calling plays. Uh, 
Akaya Malo will call plays against Boise. He's the defensive line coach, so they don't have a defensive coordinator. Uh, but Boise also doesn't have a head coach. So there's that. Uh, is Andy Avalos, he's gone. Gone. He is the defensive coordinator for, like, Baylor or something. Okay. And the interim or the new coach is not going to coach him in the bowl game? Because they've hired somebody, right? Spencer Danielson is the permanent coach. So, yes. He's, okay. He was the interim. And they interim. elevated him. Okay. Uh, so, so he is their head coach. And okay, he has well, they got a coach. So there's that. But yeah. their head coach is gone. I don't know if that makes a difference. They clearly like No, I mean, they've had, they've had a month. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they got rid of Avalos before the season ended, right? right? So, so I don't know that that makes a big difference. I don't think it does. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm inclined to go with Boise here because of the people that UCLA aren't going to have. So there you go. And and then the number of people that they do have that don't want to be there. And Boise is on a four game win streak, by mm. the way. Coaching change and all, huh? I think that's how they got to eight and five. They were four and five, got rid of Avalos, and oh, and on a four game win streak. Oh, okay. Well, that would do it. Uh, yeah. That'll also get you hired permanently. Sometimes, hopefully that works out in his favor. Yeah. Uh, Saturday at 8.15 on ESPN, Texas Tech and Cal. This is the Independence Bowl. Goodness gracious. Talk about some culture shock. Yeah, Cal, Berkeley going to Shreveport. Oh, love of Texas going to Shreveport. Eh, yeah, but also not quite as crazy. Oh no, not quite <laughs> as crazy, but yeah, still. It's not it's not it's not exactly the same, but there's no mm -hmm. doubt. Texas Tech a two and a half point favorite over the Golden Bears of Cal. I tend to what you say? Two and a half. I tend hmm. to like that number. But Cal is on a three game win streak, including a thirty three to seven win over UCLA. Whoa. In their last speaks, time out. I think that speaks more to UCLA than it does to Cal. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go Cal here. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say Texas Tech until you told me that little stat about their last game. That's a lot of points. Yeah, they lost fifty to forty nine to USC. Lost sixty three nineteen at Oregon. Then beat Wazoo. Beat Stanford. And then beat UCLA. So they can give up some points. They. They. Well. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech can put up a few points. Yeah. That Texas Tech, well, in their last they've their last five games, they've scored 14 in a loss, 35 in a win, 16 in a win, 24 in a win, and seven in a loss. Of course, that loss was to Texas. Hmm. Ooh. So wow. I don't know. They're both six and six. It's it's just a matter of you know which who shows up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this this game is going to be a this is a, this is a pickup. This is a pick 'em, and I'm going to go Texas Tech just because I think they have a little bit more depth. And there's no other reason than that. I'm going to go Texas Tech as well. I mean, a field goal wins it. Field goal game, and you're, so it's a pick 'em. Yeah. Old Dominion, six and six. The Monarchs. Taking on your favorite team. Monday at 1.30 on ESPN, the Hilltoppers of WKU. Both teams coming in on two-game win streaks. 
The last loss for Old Dominion was a 38 to 10 loss at Liberty. What's the line? A lot of shame in that. Right. What's the number? The number is three and a half points in favor of the Hilltoppers. <clears throat> Go Hilltoppers. ESPN Analytics give Western a 60% chance to win to start. Well, wow. I've got a blind spot about the size of this room when it comes to Western, but having said that, I'm still going with the Monarchs. Here's, here's my thing is I am, and I know that you can't root for Western and that's fine because I can't root for Kennesaw when they get here and I'm not going to, but just about anybody else in Conference USA, I'm mm -hmm. rooting for. Yeah, I got you. Because we need the conference to do well. We need to get that boost going forward. So I'm going to go with Western and hope. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And you're not wrong. I mean, Conference USA needs to go out and do well, but they really do. How, how many how many Conference USA teams are in bowls? Four. Okay, well, we can go three and one. <laughs> Especially if Liberty wins the New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, we can go three and one. be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Marshall and UTSA in the Speaking Scooters of. Coffee Frisco Bowl. Scooters Coffee Frisco. Uh, UTSA oh. is not in Conference USA anymore. Oh, that's right. They are Neither is Marshall. This is a conference matchup last year. Just FYI. This is literally conference. Marshall is Sunbell. Yes. Texas San Antonio is AAC. AAC. But it's a 2022 Conference USA game. How much does that have to suck? How much does that have to suck? But at least you're in Frisco. You, you got a little scouting. Yeah. Run. I mean, you got some familiarity. Not, you know, maybe not 2023 familiarity, but. And that is why UTSA is an eight and a half point favorite in this one. UTSA. That's my pick. Eight I'm and a half. UTSA for show. Look, I I don't have any information on this. I need to know if Frank Harris is going to play. If Frank Harris is playing, then UTSA wins this by ten points at least. If he doesn't play, and I can't imagine why he wouldn't. Then they may not, but I'm going to assume that he is. That he is, and I'm taking the Roadrunners. Beat me. <laughs> Justin, did you say UTSA as well? Yes, sir. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, give, give, give me the Roadrunners as well, just because they sound so much more. Maybe not intimidating than a thundering herd, but oof, I think um, faster. Maybe could, they, could they outrun a thundering herd? Uh, they would certainly be motivated to do so. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Here's what I hate. What do you hate? The Wednesday, the twentieth, will be the first day without football since. Since before Conference USA started playing in October. Has there been football every day? I mean, well, I guess if you, I guess after the Conference Championships. Yeah. But I mean, it just feels like we've had football every single day. And then the 20th, we do not. The 21st, we do, however, at seven o'clock on ESPN as the Orange of Syracuse and the South Florida Bulls meet in Boca. Retong at FAU Stadium 
where it will be 72 degrees and perfection, my friends. Partly cloudy, 72, Syracuse and South Florida. The line is four and a half in favor of the orange. Garrett Schrader will be the signal caller for the orange. Byron Brown for the Alex Golish-led offense of doubles. South Florida six and six, Syracuse eight uh, six and six as well in the ACC. I think I'm going to go with Garrett Schrader's experience and Syracuse's excitement to be playing somewhere warm on December twenty first. <laughs> and I'm taking the orange. I as well will take the orange. Give me goalish, baby. Four and a half points. May not win it, but I think they're going to. A field goal. Give me doubles. Doubles. All right. All right. We've made 10 picks. There were, there's plenty more where those came there from. Are plenty, matter of fact, we will see you guys. Uh, well, we won't, make, we won't pick again until Friday of next week. Mm -hmm. But after that, it gets really crazy because we have to pick on a Wednesday and then another Friday, and it just gets it gets crazy. So but just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Should be exciting. Let's go now to a break. Terry McCormick standing by with your Daily Titans update right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Time now for the Daily Titans update as Terry McCormick joins us with some big news. Yes, guys, it is your Daily Titans report, powered by Zen Sports, as always. And some really big news coming out of Titans camp today as nose tackle Tier Tart is going to be released by the team. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Mike Brabel met with us uh, at the end of practice today, and he was asked about Tier Tart, who has not been here all week due to, quote, personal reasons as what was listed on the injury report. And he, and he said, and, and the transcript is out now, and I quote, he says, ask if there's anything the fans should know about Tier Tart's personal reasons for being out. No, don't read too much into that one. And about 30 minutes later, a report came out, and I have since confirmed it, that Tier Tart is going to be cut. The personal reasons are he and his coaches can't get along. I think you're right on the money there, Chris. I think, uh, you know, I think they didn't really, you know, I know Vrabel in the past has always kind of, you know, chided him and been on to him about his conditioning, about being better conditioned so he could play more snaps. Uh, I think uh, sometimes attitude has kind of come into factor, maybe not hustling. There was one time on Brable's television show, you know, the coaches show that he has. Uh, I think it was a, a play where Kevin Byard recovered a fumble and he stopped the film, showed Byard there in the pile, you know, going in to dive in and get the fumble. And there's Tart standing beside of him, just outside the pile. And Brable, I think, remarked something like, here's an example of hustling to the ball, and here's an example of not hustling to the ball. So look, it's I, evident that for all the talent that Tier Tart has, that uh, something was not clicking between him and Brable. And it's interesting, too, because another guy that Brable has kind of chided in the past, too, uh, Christian Fulton was placed on injured reserve this week with a hamstring injury, and he's he seemed a little caught off guard by that. So uh, some of the weeding out process has started, if you will, here. Yeah, and a lot easier to do that when you just beat Miami with without those two guys on the field. Makes you feel a little True. bit. Although Tiar Tart did play against Miami, he, yeah. he was in the he was on the field, played thirty one snaps, I believe it was. But but still, you know, it's interesting though. This does hurt them defensive line wise because you think about it. Simmons well, it, is going to be out again this on, week yeah. with the team. Pecco went on injured reserve okay. with a calf injury. He's done for the year. They brought in two guys uh, off other teams' practice squads on Wednesday, I believe it was. So, 
going to be hard to get them up to speed. So get ready for a lot of uh, Jaleel Johnson, TK McClendon, and uh, probably Marlon Davidson on uh, on Sunday afternoon, along with Danico Autry, if he's able to go because he's questionable with the flu. Nice. Look, I uh, Titans are five and what eight? Five and eight. And little to no shot in making the playoffs at this point. I think if Mike Vrabel is going to be here long term, and I feel like he is going to be here long term, I, I think he and Rand Carthon are starting to draw some lines in the sand, you're going to play football the Mike Vrabel way, or you're not going to play football in Tennessee. And I'm not necessarily opposed to that at the professional level. No, I mean, I, I think so too. I mean, I think clearly what's going on here, guys, is, you know, he sees two guys who are on expiring contracts in Tart and Fulton. Two guys clearly are going to be elsewhere next year. They're not going to be part of the plans. So not only do you take them out of the equation here with these moves, but it gives you a chance to look at some guys to say, okay, does this guy fit what we want to do? Does this guy over here fit what we want to do? Let's give him a shot and find out. Here's what it also does, Terry. It gives you a chance to send a message with a couple of guys that you weren't going to keep anyway. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. It does kind of piggybacking off what Chris said. You're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to play the Mike Vrabel way or you're going to play somewhere else. But, but it, exactly it, it, gives, right. it gives you the chance to make an example, be a hammer. Yep. And it's, it's, it's with guys who were expendable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because you're, you're being the hammer with guys who are going to be out the door anyway, guys that you didn't want to keep. That way you don't have to make an example of somebody that maybe you do want to keep right. who's already here. Maybe they'll get the message. Right. And I think, look, I mean, Again, I, I love this because that's that's exactly how Mike Vrabel has coached during practice on the field. He is he, he's tough. I think he's fair. I think he, he's been very fair with you know the way that he's coached this team. He's not really had an opportunity over the last two years to do a whole lot of roster management, considering they've been forced to play so many players that that wouldn't have necessarily played otherwise due to injury. So I think, you know, it, it just goes to show that, look, it, Mike Vrabel cares about the Tennessee Titans organization. And if he didn't, he wouldn't be making these examples. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And I think that, you know, going forward, you know, it, it sends a clear cut message as to you have to do A, B, C and D if you want to be here. Sunday. Obviously, this look, I know we've made a lot of, uh, about C.J. Stroud, and I've said on numerous occasions that we've lost to Davis Mills before, so don't get too excited about that. But, <laughs> but this Texans defense is really what has been, you know, kind of their, their big call, their calling card this year. They are really good on defense, and that's, of course, you know, a D'Amico Ryan's mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, is Tennessee's offense, especially the offensive line, ready for this defense on Sunday? 
It's certainly a good question. By the way, officially, uh, C.J. Stroud is listed as doubtful by the Texans. The only player they've declared out is uh, cornerback Tavier Thomas with a hamstring. I only knew Uh, he was doubtful. They've also declared out Blake Cashman with a hamstring and Will Anderson. That's a big one. Oh, Mm. okay. Well, that makes a difference. Mm. So they have they have declared uh, three defensive players out and C.J. Stroud doubtful. So uh, that's certainly worth monitoring too. So it's kind of a like it always is at this uh, at this time of the year for a lot of teams. It's a battle of attrition. Who can step in and fill in better than than the other guys fill in players? Because you know every team is dealing with injuries, some more so than others, obviously, but. Titans hurting on the defensive line. Texans hurting on the defensive side as well. Yeah. This is this this Sunday is going to be an interesting football game, y'all. <laughs> See who shows up. <laughs> it's going to be shirts and skins <laughs> and picking it on the sideline like it's playground ball, I guess. But the good thing is we won't have to try to block Will Anderson. That's always a positive considering the offensive line woes of the Tennessee Titans, who, by the way, includes Aaron Brewer, who has the most pressures and sacks given up by a center in the National Football League in 2023. I know you're all surprised to hear that statistic. Well, I mean, he's an athletic guy, but the bottom line is this. He's he's about 25 pounds too light to be Mm -hmm. an NFL center and be an effective guy in the middle on a down-in, down-out basis. Uh, you know, when you go in there and you're 290 or 295, makes a big difference than, you know, going against somebody that weighs 315, 320. Yeah, those guards are usually the the big fellas. And if, if you're lined up across one like that, it's it's not ideal for, for Aaron Brewer and the Titans. So we'll see how D'Amico Ryans plays it. We'll see how Tim Kelly plays it. You know, I think that's it's going to be interesting to see how much Tajay Spears plays after, you know, how well the offense ran in the, the late stages of that game on Monday night. Do you think we'll see more hurry up? Possibly, but I, I think the one thing that I want to see out of the Titans, I want to see Will Levis not take a step back. I want to see him take a step forward and see if he can put up not this, maybe not the same type of numbers because I, I'm not sure you want to see him throw 38 times every week, but you want to see him – in the way he played toward the end of that game without the costly mistakes he had in the first couple of quarters. Absolutely. I'd, lo- I'd love to see him go for 250, 260, you know, maybe 60, 65 completion rate and, you know, keep the ball out of the other team's hands. That's the most important thing. Just don't throw it to the other team. <laughs> yep. that's, that's number one on the list of things not to do. All right. Well, if you get any, if you don't have anything else, if you do, let us know. But if you don't have anything else, tell us about Zen Sports. The new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee the last few months, and I'm excited to share with you some big news. Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no-danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. And there's more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This new VIP rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses 
comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only. So if you feel your Zen sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here on this Friday edition. We're going to talk a little NFL, continue our NFL discussion here for just a moment, but we do have some news that we want to get to uh, at some point. But I don't know if we've got enough time to get to it before Eric Henry gets we on the not. show. So we might have to push it to after, we'll but just, we do need to get to we're, it. We're gonna. We are definitely going to. As, oh, man. We're going to talk about the college football playoff who, uh, and friend of the show, Bill Hancock. And his <laughs> had something to say. He had something to say in his response to Senator Rick Scott. So we will get to that in a little bit. Uh, looking forward to it. Trust me. It will be spicy. Right now, though, after an historic and disastrous historic loss to the Historic and disastrous. You never want those two <laughs> words. Listed next to a loss of your team. If it's going to be historic, it better not be disastrous. And if it's going to be disastrous, it better not be be historic. historic. But when it's both, then (laughs) folks lose jobs. And and that is what happened. Look, I I would like to applaud the Los Angeles Chargers organization for letting Brandon Staley get on the plane. Because that was at least somewhat Mm. nice of him. 
Because they certainly didn't have to. Because <laughs> the tarmac has, has been a place that people but, have gotten fired. But it's been the tarmac once you got home, though. It wasn't on the departing end. It was on the arriving end on the tarmac. But, I mean, you could have very easily told Brandon Staley, dude, find your own way home and be completely within rights. Absolutely. No, we're um, not wasting a seat. We're not wasting plane fuel on getting you back. They let, look, 63 to 21. Would not down have, 42 nothing at the half. Would not have been the first time a man's life got upended in Vegas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it certainly will not be the last. No. But Brandon Staley's life certainly was upended in Vegas. They were down what? Were they down? Stop. 50. What happened in Vegas did not stay in Vegas. It, luckily, he got to go home. Thank goodness. Mm. Uh, 50. What was the score when Austin Eckler decided to give the, the first down? <laughs> oh, no. They, they were, I wasn't watching. Hold on. I was listening to it on my way back from a ball game. Let, let, my, my friend Aaron Ryan posted. He said, this is the kind of energy I want in my life. If you're not willing to talk trash, even when you're down by 56, I don't want you on my team. So 63, 63 to 6, seven. Uh, 63 to 7, and he gave a signaling first down to a Raiders player. <laughs> Just first down, baby. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and listen, Brandon Staley, not the only Chargers staffer to be re- to have, be relieved of their duties today. GM Tom Telesco also uh, fired with alongside. Chris, that reminds me of one of my summer league baseball teams. We played a doubleheader against a team where two seven-inning ball games. I think we scored multiple runs in every inning. And they talk trash from warm-ups to the end of the second game. Hey, listen, talk your stuff. Talk man. your stuff. Man. You, yeah. You, you know, you look, I'm not gonna be mad at anybody for for Hey, know. be committed to it. And here's the exactly one, you're not backing down from it. And two, at least it shows that you still give a crap. Even down fifty-six. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to look at it, for sure. <laughs> Man, it's like, and I mean, what what are the Raiders doing when Eckler is doing that? It's like, dude, are you serious? Mm. Come on. Yeah, a, a, hundred, a hundred more of those and what? Kamal Haddon will have a place in L.A. Because <laughs> it don't matter how good or bad he is playing, he's going to talk to he, he He would be on the Chargers for <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe not now with Telesco gone. But, wow. But yeah, he's it, look. If you're gonna do it, my you go ahead. You absolutely you? enjoy talking that trash. I down fifty six. A little silly. Down eight touchdowns. I wouldn't do that. But I'd know, be trying to just get the game over with and get out. But I'm not gonna waste time doing that. Let's get let's get on the ball and run the next play and get on out of here. Yeah. But I mean, thank goodness for Josh Palmer, by the way. What's crazy is the Raiders lost three to nothing to Minnesota on Sunday. Three 
to nothing, to nothing. The defense has clearly been pretty good the last couple of weeks against backup quarterbacks. But, I mean, you go from nothing to nine touchdowns. Now, now two of those were defensive touchdowns, but still. One of which was a thick six. Thank you, Chip. I'm trying to find the the box score from last night. Well, be careful because box scores are not. So Easton Stick did play the entire game. He needed to. Listen, Easton Stick's line is really kind of impressive. Okay? 23 of 32 for 257. Three touchdowns and a pick. Now, that pick went back to the house. Okay, but you look at that and you go, okay, well, that's not bad for a mm-hmm. a, a backup playing his first game. Right. Like, that's that's kind of wild. I mean, that's, that's acceptable. You'll take that most mm-hmm. of the time. Now, right. when the rest of your team goes, you know, rushes 28 times for, 90, for 92 yards – then, you know, you got problems. But Josh Palmer, man, four catches, 113 yards, and a 79-yard touchdown. Thanks, I can't JP. find a scoring summer. Here we go. Oh, you're looking for a, oh, here we go. a scoring summary? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty lengthy. Like I said, it was 42 to nothing at halftime, and then um, the Raiders scored early in the third quarter to make it 49 nothing, And... Again, had a fumble return for a touchdown and had a pick six to close it out. So a fumble return at the end of the third quarter and then opened the fourth quarter just about 29 seconds in with a pick mm-hmm. six. Hey, the Raiders did not score an offensive touchdown in the final 15 minutes. <laughs> well, or longer. Hey, I was about to say, except for 1042 in the third was their last offensive touchdown. Yeah, so the final, what, 25 minutes, they did not score an offensive touchdown. Now, I don't Good know, job, Chargers. I don't know who was playing offense for, at that the, chart, for the Raiders at that time. I mean, I, as you can see, Jacoby Myers was two for two for 12 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Which I can't help but ask, who is Jacoby Myers? Well, that's I'm, I'm glad you asked because okay. – so Jacoby Myers threw for a touchdown and caught one. Well, he's a wide receiver. He threw for he completed two passes. They they used a wide receiver to throw two passes in this game. Hmm. You got to give it up for Jacoby Myers, man. Man of many talents. Obviously. <laughs> what a game. What a night. And obviously Brandon Staley not. He, he will long remember it. He, he will, in fact, and. Oh man! You know it's tough because you do have a, you know, you've got a backup quarterback playing, but you can't give up sixty-three points, forty-nine of which on your defense gave up. You can't give up forty-nine points against a team that did not score. Didn't score before. Didn't score. They were clearly just saving points for this week. Well, I mean, it's a robbery game. So. Anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, Eric Henry joins us talking about Texas. Transfer portal, first SEC schedule, all of that and more coming your way right after this. Stick around.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yao and Mo Patton here on this Friday Half hour left, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Going to be college football for the rest of the way as we bring in Horns 24-7's Eric Henry talking a little Texas. What's going on, man? Chris and Mo, what is going on, fellas? First off, I got to holler at you guys, producer. Not the photo you have there, but the photo you guys ran in the – in the commercial break. I, I have not seen that photo in years. If memory is <laughs> correct, that is a photo that I took with Sarah Spain from ESPN when she saved my butt uh, and helped me graduate from grad school. I, I was running uh, out of ideas for a grad thesis and luckily Sarah saved my behind. But I was like, I have not seen that photo in forever. <laughs> so I had, had to acknowledge that. But outside of that, what's going on, fellas? Well, you tell us, man. I yeah. remember we had you on for a show back over the summer. And we were discussing the University of Texas. I guess it was coming out of SEC media days. And we were discussing Texas. We were discussing the Texas quarterback room. And somebody said that Texas really needs Quinn Ewers to have a great year and go out in the draft. 
Yeah, that didn't quite happen. And so there's been some attrition in that room. Now what? And and it's not Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Uh, Talk about the latest development there. Well, Mo, let's let's hang tight for a second, because Mm -hmm. you said that that hasn't happened yet. I said this. It's funny you mentioned that because I was talking with some people on the beat as we were making our way through Jerry World AT&T Stadium, which, man, if you guys have not been, that is such a massive facility. <laughs> Just trying to get down from the press box to, you know, uh, the press room, this press room, that press room, it's it's a jaunt in itself. But um, I was telling one, one of the guys on the beat, I was saying, hey, you know, with Quinn, there's still time for him. Quinn was saying that the reports from Pete Thamel and others were saying that Quinn has decided to come back to school. And I was saying that, hey, he could go out and throw five touchdowns in the Big 12 title game and then throw five touchdowns if Texas makes the college ball playoff. And then you almost can't come back because you'd be riding that momentum. Your stock will be at its highest point. Well, we're halfway through to one of those circumstances, right? Quinn had a hell of a Big 12 title game, you know, throwing for 400 and something yards. And I think it was four touchdowns. Maybe I've been five members mm-hmm. are correct. And he could go out against Washington, a Pac-12 defense that, you know, is solid, but not anything that's, that's you know, game-breaking my stretch of imagination and throw three, four touchdowns. And at that point, we're having a different discussion. So as far as Quinn, I think there's still room to see where those things shake out. Now, of course, when you talk about the attrition, you're referring to Malik Murphy. In my mind, is I was just did a radio spot earlier today uh, in Birmingham, WJOX, and I told the host that I think Brandon Roberts, good folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think Malik choosing to enter the transfer portal is more of a byproduct of, quite frankly, and this is my opinion, you can attribute it to me, the NCAA being a day late, a dollar short when it comes to adapting to the changing landscape of college football. So you that never happens. (laughs) Never, right? Who could have seen that coming? You've You've instituted the transfer portal. You've instituted NIL and all these factors. But this is the first case, guys. And if you guys can think of anyone else, you know, feel free to to call them out. I haven't been able to recall anybody who has been a, not a, either a non-starter or someone who who wasn't going to be a surefire thing into the NFL draft, who's been a player on a college football playoff team, who in theory is going to have to choose between do I stick with my team and go through their college football playoff run, or do I enter the portal? Usually the players we're talking about who are in those situations are are guys who are choosing to not play in the bowl game to go to the NFL draft, or for whatever reason, they just are are a starter and someone who you know is going to be on the roster. We're not usually talking about a high-profile backup, someone who probably is going to be in the quarterback competition race or maybe in the competition for a starting job next year. So the fact that you have this early signing day and you have the first transfer portal window – Malik was left with no option, especially considering how quarterback heavy this year's you know, transfer portal class has been, unless he was going to wait until the second portal window, in which case you're going to have a lot of these guys are going to be landing their homes and finding their spots. And that could have left Malik not out in the cold because he was going to find his home, but just less of a selection than before. So to bring it all the way back around to your question, Mo. Malik leaving, in my mind, is a bigger byproduct of the way the calendar falls as opposed to necessarily, you know, something Texas quarterback room. It would have been a competition with him and Arch Manning, while Arch certainly has 
progressed from the time we spoke in the summer, even if Quinn had come back, I, I think while Quinn certainly did a lot for himself this year, it still would have been a competition. But in my mind, I think almost the the worst case scenario for Steve Sarkeesian is if Quinn does end up having an excellent CFP and leaves, and then it's like, man, you know, what I was once the top quarterback room in the nation is now just arching and the guys are bringing in. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that makes a lot of sense. And suddenly, like you said, yeah, Texas is on the horns of a dilemma. Mm, nice. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah. I, I'm usually the one with the weird, bad puns. So <laughs> Mo getting one in makes me feel very good. Um. What are you hearing as far as potential landing spots for Malik at this point? Are you hearing anything? Some of the places that I've I've kind of heard and kind of felt, I think Malik is destined to head back to the West Coast. Malik's a West Coast guy. He's a Cali guy. Malik takes a lot of pride. I'll give you a, a funny story, guys. So, you know, it's not often that you hear a underclassman, a redshirt freshman who is, can, can, is, who is in control of the music in the locker room you know, after practice and post games and everything. And Malik is one of those guys to show you how much he was well-liked by his teammates. He was on, and I'm quoting the teammates here, like Malik's always on the ox. It's always his phone hooks up to the ox court that's controlling the music. And some of the guys in the locker room were like, man, you know, Malik's our guy. We love him, but we're tired of hearing that West Coast music because Malik's always playing that West Coast stuff, you know, um, if that gives you any inkling to kind of who he is. And that's his personality, guys. He is a laid back West Coast, California guy. So, I think UCLA is going to be in play with Chip Kelly. I think, you know, even Washington with Michael Penix moving on, that could be an option. Something that I've seen that I think is intriguing, but it would be a little hard for me to kind of picture being a fit is Florida. You know, Billy Napier needing a quarterback. Obviously, they have, no, uh, they, have they have a highly touted recruit who's coming in. But, you know, Billy Napier, if you look at his two years there, you know, I believe 11 wins off the top of my head, five wins this year. He needs someone who's going to hit immediately, and and that could be a situation there where you know they need a quarterback and you have some some players, or maybe you could stick him and be a plug and play. But in my mind, I think he's destined to head back to the West Coast. I even look at like Arizona State as someone, for example, who could be in play from League Services. What about a San Diego State? They got three quarterbacks. They don't need no more. Well, they don't need any more. They got three quarterbacks. They ain't got me, said Malik. <laughs> well, let me oh. let me answer that to you this way, Mo. That certainly could be a landing spot, but in the age of NIL, can they afford Malik Murphy services? And, I think that's here. And, and with, you know, Eric said it, and in the age of NIL, I guess one could say that Malik is laid back with his mind on his money. And, and his, his money, money on his mind. mind. <laughs> so NIL is going to play a big part in this. And, yeah, I don't think San Diego State can afford it, but I'm curious, I'm curious who could and who needs him. I th this might be blasphemy, but USC is in the market for a quarterback and Lincoln Riley's out there. I'm just saying. So that could be another landing spot as well. And you know, they can afford them. Like they can. Exactly. It, 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 and, and listen to all the fans out there who, who may hate the conversation around affording X player. Like <laughs> you can't close that, that box anymore. It's open. No, so it's open. Gotta, and, and the realities. And, and as a friend of mine is fond of saying, if, if, money is the issue, then there is no issue when it comes to USC and, and this situation. So 
going to bear watching. You know, on the field, Eric, what what are your thoughts about this Texas Washington matchup without Malik Murphy? <laughs> without Malik, no, guys, I am very adamant. I think this game, Washington's game plan, they're going to look at the tape of Oklahoma and say, how can we execute that? And what I mean by that is this. Oklahoma kept Texas's base defense on the field for the majority of that ball game, specifically by going up-tempo RPO. A guy like Dylan Gabriel can use his legs adequately, very similar to Michael Penix. I would say Michael Penix is a probably more polished passer than Dylan Gabriel. And maybe that's a little bit even closer than I'm giving Dylan Gabriel credit for because the guy is the nation's active leading passer in terms of passing yards. Certainly someone I'm familiar with from his days at UCF, but you know, very good passers and people can use their legs. When I talked with linebacker Jalen Ford and Nickelback Jade Barron postgame after the Oklahoma game, they said the thing that, not that they weren't physically prepared for, but mentally prepared for and expecting was to play all 85 plays of that ball game. Jalen played 85, Jade played 84. It's one thing where, I mean, Jade is someone who may play up to 60, 65 plays a game, but even Jalen is more in that 50, 55-ish range. They tend to move their guys out. Where that's going to play a big factor is we know that Mr. Sweat and Mr. Murphy up front, those are the guys who make this defense go. They spearhead this defense. Devondre Sweat, the Outland Award winner, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, Byron Murphy, Big 12 Defensive Lineman of the Year, those two big defensive tackles up front. Texas likes to, you know, whether it's Bo Davis, Pete Kutowski, Steve Sarkeesian, they like to flip those guys in and out, right? Like have them wreaking havoc on first and second down. On third down, bring that NASCAR package with guys like Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, uh, Jamon Tapp, Ethan Burke, Justice Finkley, and others who are going to rush, right? But if you're going up-tempo RPO, obviously those guys aren't getting off the field. That played a big factor. So in my mind, the biggest X factor for this game is cramps. <laughs> cramps <right? laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's, it's Jaron Thompson, get down, right? Like something. <laughs> no, oh, um, <laughs> I, in, in my mind, guys, that's the biggest X factor. And one other thing that I will mention, I think is, is crucial, kind of going under the radar here, safety play. Jalen Catalan, the Arkansas transfer, he hit the portal. His timing surprised me. Oh. Yes, Cat's snaps were going down a bit and he'd been banged up. But I just felt that, you know, for a guy who's looking to play at the next level, if he has, you know, one or two big plays in the CFP, that does more for his stock in my mind than another year elsewhere. But where that is a big factor for Texas is, you know, star safety, Derek Williams Jr., the true freshman has come in and really been a starter ever since the third, fourth game of the year. He got hit with a targeting call. In my mind, it was a weak targeting call, but he got hit with one against Oklahoma State. He's going to be out for the entire first half. So that leaves Texas because Catalan and B.J. Allen are in the transfer portal with three safeties. And you're talking about a team that's rotated up to five, six safeties each game. Three safeties are Jaron Thompson, Michael Taff, and Keaton Crawford. So where are they going to – Can I, especially facing a, a, a team like Washington that can throw the ball, Michael Penix is going to target those guys. Keaton Crawford, Michael Taff, not the best in coverage. I mean, I would say Taff is adequate. Jaron Thompson, look at the pro football focus ratings. He's rated the highest in coverage. But even Jaron has had his lapses at times. How can they hold down the fort for the first half until they get Derek Williams back? So – those are the two big things that I'm keeping my eye on defensively, especially a Texas secondary that struggled over the past four or five weeks. Eric D. Henry of Horns 24-7 joining us. And this is going to be an interesting football game. Uh, you know, obviously Texas 
feels like it has a chance to win a national championship here. And when we when we talked to you before the season, man, we talked, is Texas back? And, and, and if not this year, then when? Because the Big 12 was theirs to lose. And obviously there were some question marks after that Oklahoma game. But the way that they responded, the way that you know we saw them play in the last two weeks of the season against Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, it really feels like they're hitting their stride at the right time. So my 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 viewpoint is that Steve Sarkeesian has Texas in the place that they want to be heading into the SEC next year. Is this going to be a national championship caliber team going forward? There's no doubt that Sark, I mean, this is the type of season, guys, when I spoke with you, you know, I, I remember I was coming off of a very hot mm-hmm. practice field there at Austin, sweating my <laughs> off. Uh, but this is the the season that all Texas fans envisioned, Steve Sarkeesian's Texas program envisioned, winning the Big 12, closing it out in decisive fashion, making the college football playoff. Yes, the season has fared and, and played out really well. But this roster, in my mind, guys, is SEC ready. You take a look at some of the contributors, as I mentioned. True freshman, Derek Williams Jr., back there, arguably the team's best safety. Uh, true freshman in the corner, Malik Muhammad, a guy who, you know, in my mind kind of reminds you a bit of a Trevon Diggs type, you know, someone who is such a really good, in my mind, impressed man who's going to take his chances but really can be a lockdown cornerback. You look at Anthony Hill, the Big 12 freshman of the year. Listen, guys – that is a name that if you're not familiar with an SEC country, get familiar with now mm-hmm. because he is someone who just he he has finished second this team in sacks with five, had 60 something tackles. And I mean this respectfully to A. Hill. At times, he doesn't even look like he truly knows what he's doing out there in the <laughs> sense of he just knows go to the ball and find it. Right. Like wait till he has a full offseason of developing as a defensive player and kind of getting that, you know, the, the, the system under his belt. Right now, he's just a heat-seeking missile looking for the football, and he makes plays. Again, Arch Manning, you know, you have him in tow. C.J. Baxter, the true freshman. People talk about Jonathan Brooks, and J.B. had a great year until the torn ACL. People forget that C.J. Baxter was a true freshman who was the running back one out of camp, you know, and, and is closing the season as the RB1 with a lot of momentum. And guys like John Tay Cook, a true freshman, who's been right there. And that's not even talk about the recruiting class, getting guys like Ryan Wingo, the fifth best player in the nation, Colin Simmons to pair on the edge with A. Hill. So in my mind, yes, this roster is SEC ready now and still recruiting at a level that I think is SEC worthy. Mississippi State is the first SEC game that Texas will play in 2024. That'll be in Austin before they get an off week ahead of the Red River rivalry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know the folks out here, guys. I'm just telling you, I got myself in trouble when I said I said rivalry. I guess they, yeah, it's the shootout. It's the shootout. Then they get Austin. In Austin, they get Georgia. They also get Florida in Austin. They got to go to Texas A&M, which, as you said, was annoying to a lot of folks because the last <laughs> time they played was in college station as well. So A&M's getting back-to-back home games against 12 years apart. That's neither here nor there. You think Texas people care? They don't. Other than that, (laughs) how do they feel about this, this roster or this, this schedule coming up? 
Well, you, you, you talked about it, right? I mentioned it earlier on, on JOX. But, yeah, I mean, the, the folks in Texas, they wanted that game in Austin because, obviously, they played <laughs> in College Station last time. And, you know, we all know the feelings between Texas A&M fans. And I'm sure Texas A&M fan, Texas A&M as a program thought that they wouldn't be dealing with Texas as a conference mate again. But, you know, that's the business of college football. I think the big thing in this schedule, and I talked about it a little bit earlier, is that sequence where you go Oklahoma, Georgia. I mean, that's that's you know it, there there isn't a stretch in my mind the Big 12 that's really comparable to getting Oklahoma Georgia and I wrote about it when the schedule came out I I think that three game stretch where they go Oklahoma Georgia and you go on the road to Vandy now listen Vandy's certainly rebuilding a two win team this year but you head to Nashville you know they, that that's certainly a town that can get some folks in trouble and it, you know you can have a lot of folks from Austin looking forward to make that trip to Nashville for the first time so I, I just think that's you a stretch Cowboys. <laughs> exactly right so I, I just think that's a stretch there that it's the biggest three game stretch of the schedule that I really look at and be like all right that can make or break the year because I mean let's think about it for a second guys week two you're going to Ann Arbor you got the four non-conference games they don't get a break until that bye week luckily that bye week comes before you play Oklahoma and then coming out of that three game stretch you get a bye week again so we're going to know a lot about this Texas team and whether or not they're going to be a contender next year just by week seven or eight uh and and another thing I think you know being here in Austin it's very rare that you know a Texas game is not the show in town but you got Formula One coming to town that same weekend as the Georgia game. So I said this earlier, you know, uh, I'm taping this here in my downtown apartment here. I'm about a mile and a half from oh, goodness. DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. This sports writer who certainly, you know, may, you know, double as a capitalist, uh, I'm making a modest sports writer salary. I, I might try to put this place up for Airbnb mm. that weekend and, and make a couple bucks because listen, you know, the, the market here in Austin, I mean, the hotels, I mean, I can't remember who I saw one. I wish I could source it. I can't remember who, but someone said that hotels already are at eight, 900 bucks. So just saying, you know, when you said that you were a mile and a half from DKR, Eric, my first response was does 24 seven have any openings, man? Cause I mean, clearly, yeah, clearly I'm we know who's making the money. Out well, there. yeah, shoot. I'll tell you this. And you mentioned eight, 900 bucks. That's, that's, that's major. But the only reason it's that low is because Georgia fans have already sold out Tuscaloosa at $4,500 a hotel room in Tuscaloosa two weeks prior. Got That's it. the only reason it's it's still under a grand is because they've already spent all their money to go to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Let me give you a and quick, quick source. So I was booking my travel, you know, at, at maybe I hope the folks at CBS, maybe I'm not revealing industry secrets here, but I get reimbursed for, for travel afterwards, right? I'm booking my travel for Alabama. I got on the beat in July. So a lot of the other Texas beat riders are like, listen, you're, you know, out of luck when it comes to booking your travel for, for Tuscaloosa because we did that months ago. I'm thinking I'm going to swoop in and, you know, just get a hotel for 400 bucks. No. Little did I learn that's big business in Tuscaloosa. The Spring Hill Suites in Tuscaloosa was going for something like 900 bucks. So I uh, had to stay in Birmingham and drive over to, uh, to Tuscaloosa it's for the game. So. It's insanity, my friend. It's insanity. We're looking forward to the college football playoff and next year in the SEC, and we look forward to talking to you again before then. And uh, good luck on your, your trip to New Orleans. Just be careful out there. I will try my best. Chris and Mo, anytime. Appreciate you all having me on. Thanks, Eric.
That was Eric C. Henry with CBS Sports. I misidentified his affiliation. Orange 24 7 is CBS. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, they're, they're affiliates. Oh. CBS Sports and Horns 24 7 are. Oh, good Lord. I can't keep now. up. I, it's, oh. it's been, how long has it been since 24 7 was here? Weren't they based? They were created in Brentwood, weren't they? I believe so. Yeah. And so they, I think they sold to CBS. So they, yeah. I pulled 12 years out of the air, but the, the last time Texas and Texas AM did play was November 24, 2011. Oh, so it will have been 13 years when they go back. <laughs> to College Station. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Let's take a very quick break promo here. And when we come back, we've got one more segment of college football, and it's going to be a doozy. You're not going to want to miss it. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, Alyssa, Alyssa Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, no. I'd like apologies in advance. It sounds like CC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. I I miss the radio, too. (laughs) As do we. And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So, And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach. That's it. So when you're on Main Street and you are moving... Got to love it. Like you're moving... I was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad someone... we got to get Eric to send us another picture, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, there are very few pictures of Eric C. Henry on the Internet. I would just like to point that out. Okay. Keeps a very low profile. Uh, he, he does. Uh, so there, there is that. All right. We've only got – we've got less than eight minutes, so let's get into it. Let's Bill get- Hancock, friend of the show, sent a letter in response to Senator Rick Scott's letter requesting some information about how – Florida State was left out of the uh, college football playoff. Rick Scott, obviously a senator from Florida. This is the response from the great Bill Hancock. Dear Senator Scott, I am Bill Hancock, executive director of this college football playoff. I'm responding to your letter to Boo Corrigan, director of athletics at North Carolina State University and chairman of the 13-member CFP selection committee, the committee, this year. Maybe the most incredible line I've ever seen written to a senator that I know he read it. Knowing how busy you are, thank you very much for taking the time to write about college football. (laughs) You ain't got nothing better to do, Rick. (laughs) I know the decision to rank four teams above Florida State is disappointing to you and other Florida State supporters. I'm happy to provide you with the information about this decision, and this is where he goes into all of the things that uh, go into this decision, of course, mentioning the uh, the availability of key players, the strength of schedule not being as strong as other teams ranked ahead of them, uh, et cetera, 
Uh, everyone on the committee understands the disappointment felt by Florida State fans. We recognize that no matter what decision was made, fans somewhere would be disappointed. This year, there were more than four highly impressive teams competing for four playoff spots, yet only four could qualify. The committee members are confident they made the right decision in ranking the four best teams in the country based on the protocol. We look forward to a great playoff game. Thank you again for your interest in college football. We sincerely appreciate you taking the time to convey your thoughts. Bill Hancock off the top rope with the, the, ma the, 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 the macho man Randy Savage elbow or whatever. I mean, just an absolute master class from Bill Hancock. And Attached, please find our detailed protocol written by the conference. That's in response to the transparency. Here, here it is. Here's the thing. They were transparent. They've been transparent. They told you why they made the selections that they made. And you might not like their rationale, but they didn't not tell you they didn't hide anything. That's right. So, and again, this is the problem: is that there were more than four teams who could have qualified mm -hmm. and been okay, and that's that's the problem, you know. And so, I just find it very interesting. Now, that is not the only letter. That has been written. That has been written regarding the playoffs today. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as the uh, I don't know, is he a? Let me see if I can. Just as a Georgia lawmaker, <laughs> and I don't know, uh, Georgia State Senator Colton Moore okay. sent a letter to. It's really hard to read this. I gotta zoom in to Chairman Boo Corgan and the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. With few exceptions, collegiate sports capable of governing itself, but the decision this committee made was a historic failure for the people of Georgia and Florida, as highlighted by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Rick Scott. Basically, he says the University of Georgia underlined is in the top four college football teams in the United States. I don't disagree. <laughs> a possible three-time national champion is once in a lifetime to witness, and you wrote off the Georgia Bulldogs without even a breath in your announcement speech. We pray that Washington <laughs> and Michigan do not get blown out like TCU did it by UGA in 2023 and Michigan did it by UGA in 2021, as this would solidify the committee's historic failure to underscore the federal lawsuits brewing unless something is corrected. There should be plans to contest the championship if such occurs. In light of the CFP expansion in 2024 and rem remedy to, to avoid massive liabilities, people of Georgia request you allow the Orange Bowl to be activated as a college football playoff game and therefore delay the national championship by one week or otherwise make accommodations. Six teams. <laughs> you can't get two from six the way that it's currently constructed. No. So are you going to – how do you make the Orange Bowl a playoff game? You can't do that. You either you, – you've got to – you've got to change the matchups that there are and put everything into reseeding, and then you're going to play Texas and Georgia and then Alabama, Florida State? Basically, this is what happens when you allow people who don't know football to talk football. I mean, 
I think they understand football fine. I don't think they understand tournament brackets very well. <laughs> that could be. Maybe they could open enough softball. Yeah. He, he did say that Georgia's one of the four best teams in the country, and I don't disagree. <laughs> Just saying, look, I would be all for finding a way for Georgia and Florida State to play in the college football playoff if there was a way to do it right now. If we could stop everything, stop the presses, we're stop stop the count stop we're doing this right here right now we're going to find a way for georgia or florida state to be in the national champion or in the in the college ball playoff i would be all for it Six, 16 playoff if we could one and two get a bye michigan, three plays six four plays five that's right michigan washington you no longer have to go to new orleans congratulations you're at the house this week we're going to put georgia against michigan or against uh against, washington no, no against uh texas Georgia, Texas, Alabama, Alabama Florida State. State. Winners, we, we winners play the one, one and or two. two, and then go from there. I'm all for it. Let's figure it out. If that's what we can, if it's possible, let's do it. It's not possible. We're not going to do it. But if it were, I don't think anybody not, would object. Not to that. a single person in the country, Boo Korg and Bill Hancock, anybody would be opposed. Because here's the thing: now the Orange Bowl is just that much more important. Mm -hmm. More people are watching it. More people care, just like they wanted to go to the 12-team playoff this year, and the ACC said no. That continues to be the – that is the elephant in the room, and they don't want to talk about no, it. No, they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it They don't want to have that conversation. Yeah, we, we, we screwed that up. But he's not wrong. The yeah. only problem is – Georgia is, again, this is, this is me, Michigan has no business in the college football playoff. Much like Oklahoma played their way out of it a while back, I feel like Michigan has too, but hey, who am I? What do I know? Not much, apparently. Clearly. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be back at 2 o'clock on Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun reacting to the weekend. This has been Main Street Sports Today. See you then.